Astros, who have been struggling for runs all series long, have scored three here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. And they are one swing away from taking their first lead in the series and walking off in the bottom of the ninth. Jose tries one deep to left field. Castro looks up. You've got to be kidding me. Six run, bottom half of the ninth. Altuve's done it again. A three-run home run for the second time this year against Chad Green. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you. Later on this hour, Sean Zerillo of the Action Network will join us. Talk some MLB over-unders as we uh, enter the second half. Actually, it starts tonight. Might have to throw out a lightning bet tonight or something. Yankees yeah, we'll see. We'll game. see. It does, it does There's nothing like else tomorrow. going on, right? Uh, no, tonight's pretty quiet, right? We have the off night in the NBA. Mm. Tomorrow, Major League Baseball returns in earnest. We get a, a doubleheader, at least one of the series is a doubleheader. Every team's going to play tomorrow. So the second half really begins tomorrow. ESPN's going to take over tonight and, and make us you know, shove Yankees Red Sox in our throats. But it's a game. I'm keeping my eye on the Phillies doubleheader. That's tomorrow, yes. right? Friday. Oh, yeah. Listen, what day is it? I don't uh, even know. Tomorrow is today's Thursday. Tomorrow. Have Friday. you had a t- tough time this week figuring out what no day idea. it is? No I, it's your Friday today, right? It is my Friday. I'm, I'm off. Yes. yes, it is my okay. Friday. So it, it, I'm considering it a Friday. But anyway, <laughs> baseball is back starting tonight or tomorrow, however you want to look at it. Sean Zarello joins us a little bit later on. We'll dive into the uh, National League West later this hour. But, Joe, let, let's hit the AOS. So updated mm-hmm. win totals are out. We've been going through the league, where there's value, who might make the playoffs, who might not. Um, this division, it feels like it is firmly in the hands of the of the Astros here. They are have you know off to a great start. They've surprised me how good they've been again. I probably shouldn't be surprised after all these years. But man, their pitching has been good. Their bullpen's been good enough. Their offense has been excellent. Fifty five and thirty six. And Joe, right now you could find their over under at ninety three and a half. I'm looking at the Baseball Reference projections for the rest of the season. You can go Fangraphs, Baseball Reference, wherever you like, mm-hmm. but. They're at 96 on the baseball reference projections. I, I feel like this over seems right. Um, it seems like it, I'd go over. Like, it seems light. I, I would take the over on 93 and a half wins. Yeah, the odds suggest this division's a wrap at points bet. The AL West odds, Houston minus 715. They are minus 1,200 to make the playoffs, plus 750 to miss the playoffs. And 87% of the time, Fangraphs have has them winning division. So not sure that there's uh there's some value that's really worth it elsewhere. You're right. Um, the fan grass project- projections, 95 baseball reference, 96. The line is 93 and a half. And they have a bunch of guys that we expect to get back on the field soon. Bregman, Grinky, Urquidy, all of them on the injured list. How about the guy that we just haven't talked about. It. I don't. I don't know what it is because maybe Houston ran away with it, and there's not a division race in this uh, West here. What's gonna happen with Verlander? Does anybody know? Last I saw, he was starting to throw from 90 feet. So not uh, quite sure how long it would take him to ramp up. But if he can get a uh, a number of starts before the regular season wraps. Maybe we should be talking about them outside of the division, some some other futures, and maybe there's yeah. a little value. This is a team that we talked about all year that the public majority, they don't want to bet on, not interested. Yeah, it's a game changer if he comes back. I, Joe, I would guess he's going to come back as a starter, but 
Have you thought about the possibility of him as a reliever? I think about John Smoltz, what he did late in his career after Tommy John. Like, if, if Justin Verlander can't build up to 100, I mean, like, we know what he is, right? He's a guy that throws 100, 110, 120 routinely. If he can't build up in a short period, what if he's a short burst reliever for an inning or two in the postseason? It would change things. I mean, it, it changed things significantly. They are loaded. Their pitching's better than I thought it'd be. Their offense is, is really good. They can definitely go back to a World Series. There's just like there's like a muscle memory to this team. I mean, look at that last year. What was their record during the season? About 500. They get in the playoffs and boom, they're in the ALCS. And and they got to game seven in the ALCS. Like this is what they do. And I'd be shocked if they don't win this division by, you know, a handful of games at least. Yeah, they already they have a three and a half game lead. It's going to be much larger. I hesitate to say you don't need someone in the rotation that's at the top end because starting pitcher more as valuable as anyone, but I'd have no qualms about moving him to the pen and being your shutdown closer. If you can't stretch him out, if you don't have that amount of time, I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about his mentality in the, the starting pitching. They're, they're not elite. Like the offense is best in baseball, the defense, one of the tops in the games, they're not elite, but they're really really good yeah where's the big weakness when you look at uh mccullers and grinky and what valdez has done this year urquidy javier when they've been out there very impressive very impressive we always talk about tampa bay um and what they do with the system and, and a few other teams but houston's at the top of the list the way they develop pitchers oh they are uh joe is there any other value elsewhere in this division because I, I was looking at the projections feels like this division's Pretty spot on. Like you look at the over under win totals that are left, right? So you have the uh, Angels are at 82 and a half, A's are at 87 and a half, Mariners 80 and a half, Texas 66 and a half. It, you know, some of these divisions we've talked about over the last couple of days, there's been a couple of pretty big discrepancies. The Astros, pretty big discrepancy between the projection and the win total. We both like the over. Do you see anything else in this division? Like, you know what? I like that one because. It seems pretty spot on with the projections versus the win total. You know what I found in most interesting is something that we have not seen a lot as we've gone through um, these divisions is the Oakland Athletics to make the playoffs. It's almost a toss-up situation, even though they have a three-game lead for that second wildcard spot. Yes to make the playoffs, minus 125. No is plus 105. They have a run differential of plus 32. We mentioned three and a half games back in the division, but they have a three and a half game lead for the wild card. Why is why are they barely a favorite to make the playoffs when they have a three and a half game lead for the wild card? It makes me believe that the odds makers think, you know what, chances are they're going to give up this three and a half game lead. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But but two things stand out. One, Toronto's run differential, I think, is, is is throwing some wackiness in this. Toronto and Tampa Bay, their, their run differential is really good for, for teams that are in the wild card, makes not leading a division. So I think that's part of it. But Joe, there's one thing I feel like the projections and the win totals and the odds are discounting. I, I don't know how many years this goes back now. Maybe, maybe 20. You know, maybe the whole Billy Bean era. What are mm -hmm. the A's always? They're always better in the second half. The A's are always a second half team. Last year, they were incredible in the second half. I wonder... You know, this year they had a good first half, and they're in playoff position. So if they have a better second half, they could. I, I don't think they will, but they could challenge for the division. But if they have a better second half, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, right now, if you look at it, their projection, um, baseball reference, projects them at 36 and 33 in the second half. That would get them to 88 wins. I don't think they're going to be worse than that in the second half. 36 and 33, it's barely over 500. 
Okay. So, so that we're talking upper 80s wins just for that. If you look at strength of schedule, they have the fourth toughest schedule in the second half of the season. Uh, the rest of July doesn't seem too difficult. There's a two-game series with San Diego. Another two-gamer in the first week of August. A lot of Texas, a lot of Texas. But once you get to the middle of August, they have a rough, rough week in here. They have four at the White Sox, three against the Giants, and what else? They have Toronto in September, White Sox in September. That's pretty and, rough. And the Houston Astros, they face them in six of their last nine games. So it, are they going to be better? This is – everything is about Oakland here. Are they going to give up this this wild card lead or what? Where's the value here? I, I find that most fascinating. The, the part that concerns me about the Houston Astros, they're going to be running away with the division – and while the projection systems like them to go over this win total of 93.5, are they going to dial it back in the last week or so when the division's a wrap? And is this is the home field thing? Is that situation going to be a wrap? Not sure. Yeah, we talked yesterday about the AL Central, and we both thought the White Sox with Larusa with Reinsdorf, they would try. They would want the number one seed. My gut tells me the Astros don't care. Joe, they've been through so many of these. They've been in a million playoff series. They've won on the road. They've won at home. This is not the um, 2017 Astros where they have a, a legal sign-stealing system. They need to be in their building to win playoff games. I, I don't think they care. So I, I don't know if they're going to push for this, which makes their win total interesting. Joe, what are we doing about the Angels? Angels are in this mix. That's it. Obviously, Otani's been amazing. Mike Trout is due back soon. Can the Angels really not go over 82.5 with two of the five best players in the world? Rendon, Rendon also quietly went on the injured list, did, and yes. that, that's not getting a lot of attention. But it his sounds tenure, like his tenure with the Angels has been a disaster. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if they were in a different market, I feel like we'd be hammering that. I, it seemed like a good signing at the time, but been a big disappointment for this top-heavy roster. Uh, they're interesting. They're interesting. They have no shot at winning the division, sitting nine games back. They are forty to one. But can they make the playoffs? They are five and a half games back of Oakland there. Five and a half games back for the wild card. And if you think the Angels are going to turn it on, Trout returns. No announcement on a rehab stint for him. You think it's going to be fairly soon. So I don't, I'm not sure how much more he's going to miss. But it's almost six to one for the Angels to grab a playoff spot. They're just one game above 500. You get Trout back. You have the elite offense. It's it's the same question. What sort of pitching are you going to get? Now, the starting pitching is closer to the middle than many people expected. The issue has been their bottom third relief pitching, bottom third defense. Yeah, and the defense should uptick with Mike Trout back, you would think. He's obviously yeah. a, a tremendous player all around. They need to make some moves. I mean, they, they have a chance. You said it's almost 6-1, to one, plus, two, plus 575 to make the playoffs. Yeah. There, there is an opening. We, we keep talking about this in the American League. I don't know who it's going to be. Toronto is the best run differential. We talked about the A's who are in that position right now. The Yankees are still alive because of this. The Indians look like a team that they should be dead, but they're not because of this. Someone has to make the playoffs as that second wild card that is not second place to AL East. I don't know who it's going to be, but the Angels, should, they have to try. I mean, how many years can you have? I mean, they wasted all these years with the best player in the world with Mike Trout. Now they have another best player in the world in Shohei Otani. Yeah. I mean, like if you're if you're running that team, don't you have to overpay for a couple of relief pitchers? Like, how many years of this are you actually going to have? Where you, you, I mean, you legitimately have two guys that don't come around 
you know, come around every 100 years or 50 years and you're just not making the playoffs. They got to try. I say over on the win total because they're going to try. I would not bet them to make the playoffs, but it's an interesting flyer. Yeah, and the projections have them going over. There's a little bit of a discrepancy there. I see 82.5 for the win total. Fangraph says 84 wins. What about the team we just skipped over, Seattle? They are somehow five games above 500, even though they're viewed as one of the bottom feeders in the American League West. Well, they're in third place. They're in third place. 10 to 1 to make the playoffs. 10 to 1, even though there are a couple of games above the Angels. Are we still just going to doubt them throughout the the rest of the regular season, larger sample size. They're not going to be winning these games. They have a, a poor offense and poor rotation. I'm going to keep doubting them. Their run yeah. differential is pretty poor. And this, doesn't it feel like they're just a year or two ahead of schedule? They have, and then they have some big prospects coming uh, that are going to be there in a couple of years. Like in a couple of years, they may be really interesting. I don't think this team's good enough. Would you bet it, under 80 and a half? Well, let me ask you this. because I, 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 My first thought was maybe slightly over. Is this division going to have four teams fly over 81 wins, four over 500 teams? That no. doesn't happen very often. No. Like, they have to play each other in September. That's the way the schedule's set up. So if we think the Angels go over, then the Mariners probably can't, unless the Rangers are just going to bottom but out the and Rangers, everyone wins. Yeah, the Rangers are bad, but they're not Colorado, Arizona bad. We'll talk about that later on in the hour. They're not that bad. They, they'll get some wins. They can put up some runs from game to game. So I don't think there's any way that we're going to have four teams above 500. I don't think so either. So I would yeah. say the Mariners probably under. They're the team. Think, yeah. They're not, I don't think they bottom out and win 72, but, you know, a little bit under 500. But you're just asking them to not hit the 500 mark if you're betting, taking that under bet. Exactly. And I don't think that's a bad bet. No, and, and look, they're a team that's overachieved. Their win total is probably boosted up for, from what it should be. And and as much as it might be exciting for them, I, I guess Jared Kalenic's coming back up. When young players come up, it doesn't always lead to wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it leads to excitement, but it doesn't mean they're going to start winning a lot of games because they bring up a top prospect. Well, it it sometimes leads to a couple months of poor baseball after maybe a good first week we, with some of the great ones, and that's yeah. nothing against him. But um there are a couple of intriguing teams here, even though the Astros are running away with the division. Keep an eye on Oakland. Keep an eye on the Angels making some sort of a run. Are the Athletics going to fall off like the odds might suggest? And are the Angels going to start to go on uh, go on a tear? Will the pitching kill them? Uh, when is Trout coming back? And will Seattle fall back as well? Yeah, I think it's great they do the updated win totals because otherwise the division would be pretty boring, right? Because I think we feel like we know the winner. It's the, it's the Astros here. Um, we're going to hit the NL West later in the hour. That one might pr probably is the most fascinating division because you could, I mean, you can go any way you want and it really matters for how the postseason is going to look baseball over unders updated win totals. We're going to talk to Sean Cirillo coming up from the action network on his updated MLB projections as the second half starts tonight with the Yankees and the Red Sox, but in earnest tomorrow with every team playing uh, and baseball is about to really, I mean, this dependent. This is it. Like, we're what, we're what, 15 days, Joe, from the trade deadline? Like, oh, these wow. games matter a lot right now because teams it will make or break if these bubble teams go for it. This is BeckQL Daily, BeckQL Network. On the other side, Sean Zarillo, the Action Network. What does he think about the updated win totals and his projections for baseball in the second half? That's next right here on BeckQL Daily. Crawford swings away and drives that one toward deep left center field. Carrying well, it is gone! Up over the left center field wall. Home run number 15 for Brandon Crawford. 
Three to one Giants. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily. Joe O, Joe G on the BetQL Network. As we're looking at baseball future, we'll do some NBA next hour with uh, game five of the finals coming up. NFL, a market I can't wait to break down. We'll talk about who's going to lead the NFL interceptions coming up in a few minutes. But, Joe, we do have to hit one more division here, and that would be the baseball's best division in terms of the top three. We're talking about three teams that are, I think, a pretty good bet to clear 90 wins. Maybe someone gets to 100. And, Joe, the most interesting part of Dodgers, Giants, Padres is not who's going to make the playoffs. I think it's pretty clear all three are going to be in October. But think about the discrepancy, Joe between who wins this division and the two that don't. You know, back in the day when the wild card first came into existence, there really was no disadvantage. Division, wild card, you get into that round of five and that divisional round, whatever, home field, that's the only difference. Now, the difference between the winner of this division and who finishes in second and third is a one-game wild card against the other team that didn't win this division. It really could be the ticket to the World Series. Like, the, the team that wins this division gets to avoid that game, and you set up your rotation to be, uh, you know, equipped to move on in the playoffs. It's going to be a great race. And the Dodgers still projected to win this. But, Joe, I, I, they got to be a little worried about their pitching, don't they? Clayton Kershaw on the IL right now with an elbow issue. And the Trevor Bauer situation, which really no one knows how to talk about. Yeah. He, he may not pitch again this year. It's a big deal. All three teams have at least a 91% chance of making the playoffs, according to fan graphs. So it feels like this division has taken away any sort of a wild card race in the National League. And it'll be fascinating in a couple of weeks from now how teams respond to that. They say, okay, are we going to win the division or not? Do we have a real shot at winning the division uh, with what's going to happen in the second half of the season? But yeah, I mean, Bauer. It doesn't, based on the the little information that we do have, it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon. No, and they keep doing that thing where they extend the administrative leave two weeks, which buys them more time. And yes. They don't have to say he's gone for the season, but it's been pretty, I'd say the, the silence from the Dodgers is pretty deafening. I noticed that they canceled his uh, bobblehead night, which was supposed to happen in August, which seems yes. silly, but I mean, it's a marketing thing. And they no, don't it's think a sign. Yeah. yeah, it's a sign. Uh, Seager, I believe, will be back soon. They said he's going to start to be taking some at-bats, but obviously they are the most talented team, even though they're not, not in first place. They have an elite offense. They have elite starting pitching, but will all those guys be there? That's the big question. Uh, typically with the Dodgers around this time of the year, we talk about the bullpen. Are they going to bolster that bullpen? Bullpen's been good this year. Mm -hmm. How much do they really have to add? It's just about everyone being available, whether we're talking about health or other stuff, like with the Bowers scenario, are they all going to be available? Because if they are, uh, Dodgers should be fine and Nothing against the Giants. We're big fans of them during the show. Sean Gerilla was just telling us that it seems like the market has finally uh, caught up with them. But um, they're elite in most categories as well. Offense, starting pitching, and uh, and also defense. Which Who's the third best team in this division? The Padres. Do you you believe that? Any, yeah, I, I, in the a Padres series? are the one team I would not pick to win the division. I think the Dodgers or the Giants will win the division. And San Diego will will play one of those teams in the wild card game. I there's is, about, is that your fade team in the playoffs? 
They are, but aren't they dangerous in that one game playoff? Yes. Like that, like the Dodgers or Giants, whoever loses the division, and I think one of those will win the division. Man, you got to go through you Darvish and that Padres lineup for in one game. That would scare the heck out of me. But yeah, I just there's something about San Diego. I just feel like they're they're kind of flaky. They're in and out. They have injuries now. I all mean, those starting pitchers are on the injured list. All, all of them. Of them. They'll Darvish, never be successful Snell, until Blake and, and Weathers was the latest one. Yep. Uh, the, the, of the three, they have the worst run differential. It's not bad, but we're talking about uh, two teams that have much better. San Francisco, one sixteen. Dodgers the Padres are well, cursed until Blake Snell leaves. Until, that's the well, issue. That's part of it, yeah. That's the issue. I could see that. Uh, well, they're minus a thousand to make the playoffs. They're three and a half games up with that second wild card spot. So let me throw this at you. I was thinking about the win totals and and, and how you want to play this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the Giants over. Okay, I, I, over 92 and a half. I don't think they're going to get to 100. I don't think they're going to stay on that kind of pace. I do like them over 92 and a half. Joe, if you look at baseball references projection, they project them for 98. And baseball reference does a, a best case, worst case for each team based on what they think about the team. They have their worst case as 92. Their over-under is 92 and a half. Like if it's a little bit better than their worst case scenario, they probably win you this. I would go over on the Giants. And let me make the under, under, um, case for the Padres Joe if the Padres realize in the last week or two of the season they're not catching the Giants and they're not going to catch the the Dodgers right and then they're kind of locked into wild card two they're on the road what's the point like are they going to push to get extra wins if they know they're not going to get home field in the play in the wild card game and they know they're not going to catch the Dodgers to win the division I just wonder like if the Giants are going to win 95 Dodgers 100 who cares how many of the Padres win? It could be 89. It could be 90. It could be 91. Do they care about going over their win total? I don't know if they're going to. Giants are still plus 350 to win the division. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> should we be Should we be betting it? That's the question. I mean, we probably should have. Yeah, we, we, I mean, at April, I thought about it. At May, I thought about it. And I was like, well, the Maybe Dodgers are the Dodgers. But yeah, I think you have to think about it. How many wins do they have? 57? Yeah, 57 and 32. Um. You can get juicy odds if you think one of these teams is not going to make the postseason. One, the Dodgers know to make the playoffs 25 to one. The uh, Padres are plus 650 on a no, and the Giants are plus 525 on a no. Do you think any of them will not make it? Well, so. I, you could make a case. I can make a case the Padres fall off. Something happens. The injuries pitching. Joe, yeah. here's the problem. Someone has to take the spot. Right. But it's not just. <laughs> like, are these are these teams about ten clear, nine clear? Like who are the the possible candidates? Let, let's go with the Cincinnati Reds. Reds. According to according to Fangraphs, uh, Reds twenty one point three percent chance of making the playoffs. Phillies seventeen point seven. Those are your two contenders. That's it. Right. The, the, now, if the Braves didn't lose Acuna, you could have obviously thrown them in there. We, and I mean, I know you would have made the case for the Braves before you jumped off the bandwagon. Mm, they're trash. It's the Phillies and the Reds. That's it. No. Are the Phillies and Reds going to win more games than the Padres? I don't think so. Okay, if the Phillies win the division, like we think there's a better than 20% the chance that so they do. Mets. Yes. Is the, are the Mets going to steal a spot? Yeah, so basically, the what's our uh, kind of sweet spot for this to happen. The Padres fall to the upper 80s and both the Phillies and Mets can get to the upper 80s. Yeah, well I mean we just need one of these teams to free fall which so we're we're going to bet on the Mets. 
to not only lose their lead, but be good enough to catch one of those NL West teams for a wild card? Probably not going to happen. There's also one other element to this, right? We, we always talk about like, wow, the Dodgers and Padres Giants have to play each other all those times. They also get to play the Rockies and Diamondbacks. That exactly. Exactly. These are the two worst teams on the road in Major League Baseball. And maybe you would say, well, of course, because they're playing these three teams all year. That's, it's all part of it. Throw it all in the wash. The Rockies still don't have 10 wins on the road this year. They're 9-34 and 34 on the road. It's July. And the Diamondbacks' run differential is negative 150. They put the win total at 56 in the hook. And uh, the Colorado win total is at 68.5. Projections say there's a discrepancy there at 70. Uh, maybe you should take a look at the over Colorado. I'll take a pass on all of it. I would too. Yeah, I'm out on that. Would you bet the Dodgers over? I wouldn't. No. If I had to pick. No, I'd say no, under. no. I mean, you're you're asking for nine. It's 98 and a half to over under. You need 99 wins to clear that mark. Bauer, we don't know about. Kershaw out. That's a lot to ask. They could win Our, this division with 96. They don't need 99. Yeah, I. I, I was trying to make the case for one of these three teams to not make the playoffs because there is value on playoffs. No, for one of them. I just don't see it. But if I had to make some NL West bets here, I would take a look at the Dodgers under and with the injury to injuries to every starting pitcher in that Padres rotation. And they're the Padres. They only seem to play up to teams throughout the course of the season. They lose a lot of games. They should not be losing. I'd consider under 92 and a half, 53 and 40, and uh, you need them to win 40 games in the second half? I don't I don't quite trust it. I don't either. It, this, is, it, it, this is either going to be a great race or with a week to go, it's going to kind of have lined up for us. Dodgers, yeah. Dodgers win it. Giants maybe second. Padres third. And then we're going to figure out, like, do these teams start setting up their pitchers, right? The Giants and Padres? Like, if they, if they can't catch the Dodgers, isn't it about who gets home field in that game and making sure they have the right pitcher on the mound? Yeah. It, becomes, it becomes strategy at that point instead of you know trying to cash our overs and unders here. Dodgers in second place, two games back, are minus 240 to win the division on points bet. You're paying a lot for a team. That's that is ridiculous. It's probably the lowest number we've seen all year. Yeah. Still crazy. With, with the Bauer stuff up in the air. And with the Giants continuing to win. I mean, they have 57 wins. It's like, I wonder... What point of the season do you think this starts to go closer to even? Like, how long do the Giants have to still be in first place by a game or two for for the for you to get better odds? Yeah, At another month when there are limited days left on the calendar. Right, and the trade deadline comes and goes, so the rosters are static. Then you know they are what they are. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking around to see if they're. No, I mean you can. <laughs> You go elsewhere, it's even higher. It's almost minus 300 at some spots for the Dodgers to win the division. Jeez. Well, part no. of it is, isn't it just Dodgers? Like, you just muscle memory. You just believe they're going to do it. They always do it. Yeah, I mean, we're fascinated by this division. It's good. There will be three teams in the playoffs from the NL West, but it probably won't be that thrilling once we get to the final month. It's going to be obvious that the Dodgers are going to win the division, and the two teams are just setting up for their wild card game, Giants and Padres. Yeah, which... I mean, whoever wins the division is in a big advantage, right? Because let's say it's Giants-Padres in the wildcard game. Gosman-Darvish, which means both those guys are out until game three at least. No, Gosman-Snell. Well, <laughs> I'm putting it all on the Giants then, and so is Jake Assad. We yes, know that. 100%. 100%. Uh, go ahead. No, I just – go ahead. Nothing. I was going to mention what um, – I thought what Sean Zarello talked about the AL Cy Young race. 
your guy Ivaldi, there's there's a couple wide open. Two are done, but there's two that yeah. are wide open. We should be taking some shots on. Yeah, we should. And we'll take some shots on the interception leader in the NFL. This is going to be fun. We'll talk about that next. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.